0: In the throes of the Michigan offseason, Memorial Day weekend, Michigan Mailbag keeps us all sane. Coming up right now. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday. We are back and doing it. Locked on Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Whole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, and as I look at this, I'm just like wondering what that brain, that brains light, strange light is. It's, uh, as far, as far as the video feed, it is, uh. My actual light, which I did not think was in frame. Anyhow, we're going to get right to it. Leaders and best uh, starting us off in the Michigan mailbag. James Crudup at James Crudup 6. When it comes to the culture change at Michigan, we hear a lot about what players like Hutchinson did. We hear a lot about what Biff Pogey did. We don't really hear about Harbaugh. Aside from coaching changes, do you know of anything specific he did to help change the culture? Um, As far as the last um, couple years, I think the biggest thing, honestly, is delegate. I think one of the things that has sometimes been a problem for Jim Harbaugh in his Michigan tenure, particularly more early on, is when he was a little bit more hands-on. It just wasn't that it, – it just sometimes – how can I put this without it, Without really kind of delving into things that I'm not at liberty to say? I I had heard from some people that sometimes he, he would try to change some things – make some unilateral decisions kind of at his own behest without really just consulting people. And sometimes it would upset the status quo at times. And sometimes it works out great and sometimes it didn't. And I think that now he's, he's a little bit more willing to delegate based off of this, the conversations that I've had spanning, honestly, back into 2021 um, it's, he trusts his team a lot more. It's a little bit less competitive inside the building in some ways. Still very much a meritocracy, but it isn't necessarily um, like when he came, everything's a meritocracy, but he's still he didn't he's taking on more of a CEO role. If that makes sense, and then he's doing a much better job of doing that, letting the people who he has, as experts overseeing the positions and such. There isn't as much meddling as maybe there was earlier in his tenure. That's it. Take it for what it's worth. That's just kind of what I, what I got there. Uh, Josh Barr Jataki, currently on a road trip to Texas, so with the road trips you take to games around the conference, what are your top road trip tips? Um, I didn't see the tips part the <laughs> first time that I read it, and I was like, "Oh, my top road trips, this will be easy." Um, I would say, have, uh, have a plan. And as far as your entertainment sometimes that might be like like i i talk to my best friend uh usually about uh a half hour to an hour a day uh, so i try to integrate that in with my road trips sometimes especially cuz on fridays we tend to maybe, maybe talk a little bit more um then that means that i will tend to talk to him maybe like if i'm going to penn state i might talk to him all the way to cleveland right uh, i try to stop as little as possible, I try to. I try to really get there. I I want to spend all because it's amazing how much time can um can can be taken away from maybe like your planned uh, desire to get somewhere by three or something like that if you make a bunch of stops. Uh, I've had the road trips where I've had some people with me and we make a ton of stops. Uh, I uh, I have others where. Um, I don't, and it's like, I'm almost always on schedule, maybe early. If I stick to my, like, if I, Indianapolis is obviously the most common road trip that I do, uh, whether it's for Indiana games, I've obviously went there for Purdue. You got the big 10 championship. You've got the, uh, big 10 media days. And, uh, I always have like a plan in my mind of like what time I want to get there. And if I, I just try to make one stop, there's a loves uh, on the, the Indiana side of the border, uh, from Ohio. And I try to make that it. And when I do have done that, then everything goes great. But when I've had road trips and I've had to stop a bunch of times, what could be a four or five hour drive can end up being a six, seven hour drive. So try to take as few stops as possible, have a plan, have some podcasts loaded up and you, it can be easy breezy if that's the case. Also leave as early as you can always. Welcoming him back into this rotation, even though he does not deserve it. Thanks to this question, Trent Noop at Trent Noop. Would you rather buy an Xbox or put your house on field turf? He he also says that knowing I'm allergic to field turf. Uh, I have to take uh, Claritin D usually before a game, sometimes just straight up Benadryl. If I forget, I have a hard time breathing. I get really sleepy afterwards. My face starts swelling, all that kind of stuff. Um... I'd rather put my my house on field turf, yeah. I'd rather just deal with that than get an Xbox. I don't know why. See, I'm a PS5 and Nintendo Switch guy. Not, I'm not even a big gamer. What is there for me to play on Xbox? I can't play all and like any of my favorite games on it. So I don't I don't know what the point would be. Can't play The Last of Us. I can't play Horizon. Uh, I can't play God of War. I can't play. I think Red Dead Redemption is probably the only thing I'd be able to play that I like really love. I'm, I'm guessing the Jedi Survivor games on there too. So maybe that too. Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one, who is the fastest player now that DJ is gone? Uh, I think Amorian Walker would probably be the one that um, would, they'd say internally, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Roman Wilson. Number two, how many home night games do you think we'll have? Hopefully only one. I think Well, there was only one last year, right? And that was Hawaii. I, I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if the season opener is a night game. Maybe they'll make like Purdue I, I feel like they'll they'll throw a bone to like Peacock, you know, like they'll or I mean they'll select it. Purdue or Rutgers, I think, could also be a night game. Hopefully, that's it, to be honest. Uh, Jonathan Joseph at J. Joseph 2156. Thoughts on MSU moving their final home game to Ford Field? I know Michigan has played uh, neutral site games before, but do you ever see them doing it again and sacrificing a home game? I, I think it just depends on what the how many home games they have, right? They're not going to do it if they it's going to leave them with five home games. It's just, they're just not going to. But if it's a situation where maybe they have like, you know, seven home games with and a neutral site game, I think they'd be fine with it. I hope they do it again. Uh, honestly, I'm not in love with neutral site games, but I'll take a big time opponent over uh, just a bunch of non-opponents, essentially. As far as MSU moving their final home game to Ford Field, I, I just don't think it behooves them very well. I've seen other people say, hey, actually, it's pretty great because people are home for Thanksgiving. A lot more are in the Metro Detroit area and they're just going to go uh you know be able to go right down the road i just think it it having a neutral site game in a in conference is awful if that was msu versus say louisville or msu versus um oklahoma then i think it would be f- more fine in some ways uh but when it's in conference i don't think you know that that's a really good move personally uh, welcoming him in to the leaders and best, Spencer Whitmore, per his own request. At Spencer Whitmore, let's say Harbaugh stays 10 to 12 years, wins 75% uh, percent plus of his games, three to four Big Ten championships, but never wins a natty. How will his legacy be remembered 10 plus years from now? It depends on how it ends, to be honest. As long as he, if he, if he, like, retires... Coming off of a win over, you know, Ohio State, a couple wins over Ohio State, has a mo- you know kind of an even, even the score against Ohio State. You know, coming off a Big Ten championship, it will be remember, you know, remembered very fondly. If he loses the next four a- against Ohio State and wins one more Big Ten championship, maybe no more, then it's not going to be remembered that fondly. Honestly, he'll be looked at kind of as John Cooper, even though I don't think that's fair, just kind of given what he inherited versus um, where the team is now, which is very much on him. All right, we're going to continue on. We've got so many more questions coming up here momentarily. Before we do that, if you want to get into the comfort kingdom, then I have got just the thing for you bird dogs is revolutionizing comfort when it comes to your pants as well as your shorts whether you're looking for something dressy for the gym for going out to the lake this summer you know summer starts really right now this weekend or anything in between bird dogs has got you covered you look and you'll feel better wearing bird dogs and they allow you the versatility of going from the beach or the golf course right to dinner or to your next meeting take my guy bert kreischer the machine the guy that I've tried, uh, I, I, he and I joked, he should be a Michigan honorary captain one day. I don't know We don't know why that, that's a joke, but it was. He wakes up at his lake house, goes for a swim, smokes a cigar, grills, chills with his family, all in his summer shorts. So you can go to birddogs.com slash college, enter the promo code college, and they'll throw in a free tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college with the promo code college. Get that free Yeti South Tumblr with your next order. Alright, we are on to the Victor's Valiant here in the Michigan mailbag. Mark Zia, Mark Zimke, have I totally missed it or has there been no new talk about Harbaugh's contract extension or the results of that burger thing? Uh they're waiting on the results of the burger thing. The NCAA violations for what you know, whatever is gonna happen with there before the contract extension happens. So that's just where it is. That's we're just in limbo until that. So you didn't miss anything. Nothing's happened on neither front. Clark at blue for life eight. What's your favorite change that Harbaugh brought to the program? Mine is switching the uniforms from Adidas to the Jordan brand. I mean, that's maybe among mine. I mean, it would have actually, I should say it would have been among mine, but Adidas, like the year they switched Adidas went next level with so many of their things. I, I, I almost exclusively wear, I shouldn't say exclusively because I wear a lot of different shoes. I have more shoes than I should. Um, but, um, I, when I'm going for a walk or going to be on the football field, uh, my main pairs of shoes are almost always Adidas ultra boosts. I've come to really love what Adidas has done in the last couple of years overall, uh, really from like 2016 onward. So actually that year forward, um, ever since Adidas rep sent me, uh, sent me a couple of pairs of ultra Boost and NMDs and I was hooked after that. Uh, so, um, Favorite change that he's brought otherwise. I mean, winning is probably the biggest one. Just this, I don't know that there's one like particular thing like that really stands out to me. It really is just, it's about the, the culture and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I, I know he, he, he's changed some things here and there. Maybe it's been, I can tell you some of the things I don't like, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Um, it's mostly media related. I don't. I think that that's probably the big fan facing one. I can't think of anything else that's like really just stands out to me. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm just forgetting because everything's been so incremental to me. Uh, also, keep in mind I started covering the team and paid the closest attention starting in 2015, his first year. So I might not really recognize some of the things that were going on beforehand. Uh, yes, I was paying attention as a fan went to every game in 2014, but I can't necessarily uh, recall a lot of like big things he did um, that are necessarily fan or team facing. Uh, All right. James Kovalevsky at coach underscore Kovo. Pretty sure I say your last name differently every single time. Uh, Do you think the big 10 should move away with divisions in the future? Um, I think they probably will. Do I want them to? I, I actually don't because even though it's like, yeah, you want the best two teams or whatever, I really don't want it to become Michigan plays Ohio State two weeks in a row every year and every now and again another team moves up. And maybe it would end up being good for a team like Penn State, you know, or Wisconsin maybe potentially. I don't know. Wisconsin's probably better off with the divisions. So I I just don't want that because that's just not – Especially if, if, you know, I mean, it really goes either way. If either team that wins, it's going to be a lot harder for them to win the next week, the Big Ten championship game. You know, Michigan very well could have won the Big Ten championship in maybe like 2016 or 2018 if uh, they had another shot. So, I mean, it can benefit Michigan, but it also could hurt Michigan. So I just, just don't like that idea. So I, I personally don't want it out of my own way that I view the conference, but I I see why it would make sense, especially once it gets to 16 and beyond. Anton says, Smita Mangala, thoughts on win 1,000 possibly being a possibility this season, especially if the team that gets win 1,000 also brings home a natty. Uh, What a time to be a fan. I think it's very cool and it's something that people are going to try to take it away from Michigan. Uh, If you didn't know, they need 11 more games. So that win 1,000 very well could come uh, Penn State, could come Maryland, could come Ohio State. If everything goes to plan, it will come Penn State. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty cool that, that that could be the case, if they could win a national championship, But um, because no other team's there. And certainly there's going to be a lot of rival fans that like to say, like, oh, counting games against Celine High School. It's like, guess what? Your program does it, too. So... If your program has been around for any amount of time, you've you've got some some wins on there that no one's going to advertise now. It doesn't really matter. You know, and there are certainly teams that played longer than Michigan that don't have as many wins as Michigan. Or played nearly as long as Michigan and don't still don't have as many wins as Michigan. So that's what it is. Uh, I'm not the one at William Cawthor9. I heard you say Michigan will make it to the Natty but won't win it. What would you give? uh, What would give you the confidence to say that they'll win it? Um, honestly, I won't be confident about it. There's nothing that you can I can say right now, or they could tell me right now, that'll give me any confidence that they'll actually win a national championship until they do it. It's just it's it's hard to win a national championship in college football. I think it's hard to even say that they'll win a college football playoff semifinal game because they just, they, they've won one postseason game under Jim Harbaugh. We've gone over that ad nauseum. I'm not trying to feed into the rival narrative, but like this last one against TCU was one that they wanted and they won that they should have won. It's probably one of only a couple in the Jim Harbaugh era that's had any kind of internal, like this matters across the board, you know? Is there any way possible your cast can be longer than thirty minutes? It's my favorite cast, yours, and out of the blue. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, no, that's uh, the locked on is, is all about having uh, having shorter podcasts. So, uh, there I'm not supposed to even go over thirty minutes. Sometimes I do, especially on the mailbag, um, but I'm not supposed to. So, unfortunately, no. Uh, there was a point in time when I was we were doing it. Then it seemed like I was going like 40 minutes every, every week, and then it was just like across the board. They're like, all right, no, got to keep it around 28 minutes max. Um, for a while, it was supposed to be 21, then it was supposed to be 25. Uh, I'm getting into some inside baseball there, but um, 30 minutes is, is the essentially kind of the goal, the cap. So um, we'll, we'll try to do as best we can, even over the summer when we're supposed to officially go down to three episodes a week. Uh, and try to make uh, give you five. That's that's going to be the hope and the goal. Might not be every week. If I can find something to talk about every day, we'll do that for you. Uh, Perry Mitchell at Perry Mitchell 08. In your opinion, was the Shemi oversight, that's as lightly as I'm willing to put it, an issue of cronyism or lack of due diligence? Left to fester, things like this can derail a program. Uh, I, 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 I don't really know. And I'll just kind of leave it to. Uh, I'm gonna let the podcast edit on Monday stand alone as far as all of the comments I have on that. I don't really want to relitigate that or any more of my thoughts on it because just because it's a touchy topic, and I feel like I I took it took a lot that I had in me to do that Monday episode. John Legend, at I am Stephan Zonia. Please talk about the impending commitment of Waffles or Waffles, however you want to say it, and think of think of some other breakfast names we can recruit. Well, I don't know of any other. I don't know if there's a pancake out there that plays uh, offensive line. That would be perfect. Um, but uh, it's, um, it's it certainly looks like Owen Waffles, I think is how you probably pronounce his name, uh, who uh, is flipping from – looks like he's flipping from Notre Dame. He decommitted from Notre Dame. He's got another visit coming up to Michigan. Uh, Michigan just continues to be really good on the recruiting trail. I, it's funny cause I did like my own little best guest list about a month ago, uh, as far as the recruiting landscape. And it's just a bunch of new names start popping up out of nowhere while still keeping the majority of the names that I said, it's just kind of crazy. KM at Keith underscore 1906 uh, finishing us out in segment two. I listened to your story about your experience at the age of 11. Are you saying that people uh, you just uh, take their. Okay, wait, I listened to your story about your experience at the age of 11. Are you saying that people you, you just take the verbal abuse and hope it will cause their behavior to change? I just want to make sure I understand your position clearly. So this is talking about from the podcast on Monday. No, I'm not saying you just take what everyone gives to you per se, but you have to, if I want to change a heart, someone's heart or someone's mind on something, it's being a doormat isn't necessarily the right way, but being abrasive is also not you. It's every situation is different. I can't put a blanket on it. Um, And I wasn't even a doormat then. I was actively nice back to the person calling me names. And eventually he, he was like, you know, it just realized the error. So that's just how, you know, that sometimes being kind overcomes, and I would say more often than not, kindness can overcome. So that's, that's my position. It, it, it varies, right? It just, it's, that's that how that situation was. But anyhow, all right, we've got more questions coming up and we will finish this out here in just a moment. All right, we've got, uh, I'm not going to count. Let's just get into it. Expo 67, Nord DQ. It's like Nordique without the E. At the end, do you see Alex Orgy getting used in a package much like JJ was when he was backing up Cade? Um, I'm not sure yet. I think that that's certainly within the realm of possibility, um, especially because he could run and everything. And I think you want to get someone acclimated for next year in case JJ decides to move on. But I'd, I'd, I couldn't say with any certainty. But I certainly could see it. Um, I think he's, he's looked really good when he's been called upon, you know, in games, spring game, all that kind of stuff. Original farm boy one at original farm bow one. Michigan seems to have a lot of offers and predictions for defensive line and edge. How many defensive line and edge will they take? They're gonna take a lot. I, can, I couldn't t- give you an exact number um, as, as it stands right now, continues to be fluid. Um, keeping in mind some linebackers could even be considered edge. Uh, they hadn't taken quite as many as they have before, but I think I I could see that number being like eight right out of this entire class. I think that's going to be a high high number. Um, so I I could see them continuing to uh, to do that. Guys like Darian Mayo and I I can't even tell you a lot of the names anymore because it just seems like every day I'm writing a new edge rusher defensive lineman who's got Michigan in their top group. It's it it's all starting to kind of be a cloud in there. Paul H Lorne at Paul H Lorne. Who wins if Michigan's offense squares off against Michigan's defense? I would well, I would normally say the defense, but I mean the offense actually looks pretty good in the spring game. I, I'm still gonna stay with the defense, but I think it would be close. Um, I just think that the defense is just slightly more well oiled. And that's not to say anything, but um I think as long as it's kind of as close to a draw as you can make it, especially considering what we know about Michigan's defense, then that would probably bode really, really well for Michigan at the moment. Um, College football is kind of offensive at this point, but Georgia's kind of shown you that it can, can be defensive as well, even though some teams just didn't necessarily play as much defense. But I think you have to have a top tier defense to win a national championship. But I think you have to also... We've talked about this in the last couple weeks. You have to have that high rated offense as well. And I think Michigan's kind of right there. So I think that's the good news. M M-M at Wolverines, MI at Michigan, Wolverines, Michigan. Uh, where's our we- we- biggest weakness. I know people have said the wide receiver position. Personally, I think it is our defensive line. I- edge rusher is, I think a question mark interior defensive line. I don't, I think is a full on strength. Um, if I was to say the biggest weakness, I mean, I'm gonna say wide receiver probably, because it's just not it 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 has potential. It's a question mark. It's not high flying at this juncture. And it's one of the two components that you need in the passing game. Um, I feel, I think, more confident about the cornerback situation than I do overall the wide receiver core, even though uh, the two of the guys that they that are gonna be starring in it have starred in that in the offense the last two years. I just need to see more because it's like when you just got two guys and you know so say okay those two I feel good about I don't know about the rest that's a problem so yeah wide receiver is a is a much bigger issue I and mean, I guess corner opposite Will Johnson could be as well but technically you could say you got Will Johnson and Mike Sainer still and that makes me fine right makes me happy rather. Ben Ricketts at Ricketts Ben ninety two with the Shemi News. Do you anticipate Michigan will fill the position he was hired for? Expand the recruiting department. Um, I mean, he was expanding the recruiting department. That was part of it, I believe. I do think that someone had moved on, Jonathan Hurd Bond or something. Um they are continuing to expand the recruiting department. So yeah, I th- I do think they'll fill it. I just don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll be in the same exact role michigan under harbaugh one thing i guess is one thing that they've changed but every coach changes this no matter where they go is just the the, who does what always tends to be changing right and we've seen that you're right you know different people have had different roles even within chris bryant's had a million different roles um Sometimes they'll bring in it, you know. They have a director of recruiting that is one way, you know. Chris Partridge is completely different than Albert Karshnia, who's completely different than Matt Dudek. You know, there's a lot of different things that they have done with that uh, that position. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think they'll probably fill it, and I could see them continuing to expand as well. I think they probably need to. Uh, all right, finishing us out with a trolling question here. Donald at Will Flex for food. Question, I've noticed Michigan's beat writers have done nothing but take victory laps with the small amount of success they've been able to finally been able to grasp. At what point does Michigan actually win something to justify their larger than life heads? Uh so I didn't pull this uh well I had it, I had it up. I closed the window to make sure I had another question pulled up. So I don't know if you're a Ohio State fan, I don't know if you're a Michigan State fan. Um but Either way, no matter what you are, when will Michigan win something? Well, it's won two conference championships in a row, uh, so that's that's winning something. It's beaten Ohio State uh, twice in a row, and uh, I'm trying to see if I can find out what kind of fan what, what you're a fan of. I don't seem to be able to tell by your Twitter account, um, but um, I'm gonna guess Ohio State because they've been really on edge. I had another trolling question that was really upset about uh about I I understand a lot of people don't don't like the the rivalry jab articles part of the job when you're writing sometimes. If you're writing for the type of uh team site like I am, it's gonna be kind of something that you you do here and there. Um but uh it's Michigan's won some stuff. And I, one of the things that I think is funny that I see is it's become a narrative all offseason is Ohio State crawling about their national championship from nine years ago nine years ago we're talking almost 10 years ago know who won the national championship 10 years ago Florida State you know who was in the college football playoff the following year Michigan State Florida State is finally relevant again finally but when you think of that Jameis Winston Ohio sorry not Ohio State Florida State team doesn't that feel like an eternity ago 2014 the year that ohio state beat oregon that was the same year that uh, the they had the kid reporter press at the press conference for oregon doing uh jesus girls and marcus mariota how long ago was that michigan went five and seven under brady hoke brady hoke was the head coach of michigan last time ohio state won a national championship that was a very long time ago. You're 0-2 against Michigan the last two years. Just the, it, you just better embrace that at the moment for what it is. Um, as far as Michigan reporters, I can tell you that uh, none of us care as much as a lot of fans think that we do, especially rival fans. Uh, and I think a lot of it is because... I know that Ohio State and Michigan State reporters actually do care a lot more than a lot of us on the Michigan Beat do. And that's just the truth, unfortunately, for however you want to take that. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Um, And uh, we'll be back when we're back. Maybe over the weekend, maybe not. Who knows? (laughs) Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will be back soon. Peace.